things I love to say to people is I don't look at the bright side. I look at all the sides. You can't look at the bright side until you also look at all the other sides. I absolutely recognize what sucks in life. I just don't get stuck there. Welcome back to Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Hey, gang. Yay. Hey, gals. All right. Jamie here. So today's guest is no stranger to the show. That's for sure. It is our very own co-host, Megan B. No period. Murphy. You know, the one with the scratchy voice. All right. So you may remember we started doing this series where we turn the tables on one of us each month, interviewing each other for a deep dive into our own lives. So y'all got to know Christine a little better in December. And then I was in the hot seat in January. And now we've got the queen of yay herself. Megan. So let's talk. Megan, Heidi, take it away. All right, ladies. So listen, Megan is, the list is long because she's amazing, an author, editor, on-air personality, lifestyle and health expert, and an at-home hack master. Megan was recently named editor-in-chief of Women's Day, only the number one best-selling magazine on newsstands, following a six-year stint as executive editor at Good Housekeeping, along with guiding the Women's Day creative vision, which reaches 18 million total audience each month. Megan promotes Women's Day in the media as a regular guest expert and life hacker on Live with Kelly and Ryan, Today, The Dr. Oz Show, and many, many more. A media veteran, Megan began her magazine career at YM, where the young go-getter jumped from intern to editor and later became one of the founding editors of Teen People, all while finishing her dual degree in English and acting at Rutgers University. She followed that with stints on air at MTV, worked on the Victoria's Secret's creative team that launched their Pink Line, and then dove back into magazines as a senior editor at Cosmopolitan covering sex, relationships, health, and wellness. Christine, your turn. (laughs) Okay, so Christine here. Megan's passion for fitness brought her to self in 2005, her home for nine years, first as fitness director, then deputy editor, producing the magazine's annual self-challenge and appearing in fitness videos with stars such as Jillian Michaels, Tone It Up, Sean T., and on Exercise TV and Daily Burn. A New Jersey native, Megan married her younger brother's best friend, Patrick, and together they live in Westfield with Team Murphy, Charlie 10, James 8, and Brooke 7, and Labradoodle Dempsey, where Megan is about, as in tomorrow, to release her debut book, Your Fully Charged Life, with Penguin Random House. We love, love, love her and are so grateful to be on this journey together and to celebrate all things yay. So welcome, Megan. But first, Jamie has a fun interview for us with our spiciest sponsor to date. Take it away, Jamie. Okay, guys, Jamie here. So you may remember earlier this month, I highlighted Jimmy Jane in our Sweat This segment. And we are so excited today to have the company CFO, Marion DeMello, along with Tammy Aguilar, who serves as the Chief of Staff and VP of People, here with us to give us just a quick rundown of Jimmy Jane. And specifically, if you are a total beginner at sex toys, where should you start? So we're just going to jump right into this because that is a ripe question, right? So Marion, I'll start with you. I like that you really break things down on your website. It was one of my favorite things about the website. So I saw that there was like beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. Needed that. So if you're a total beginner, where should you start in this intimate space? So 
I'd say you need to definitely experiment, right? (laughs) You want to try a lot of different toys. You want to see what you like. You want to have fun with it. And what I love about Jimmy Jane, there's really something for everybody. So we know everyone's unique. Some people want to explore more. Some people want to experience pleasure differently. The one thing I would say, don't skip the lube. <laughs> so, yes, that is good advice. Yeah. So unlike other lubricants, Jimmy Jane actually has a luxurious, beautiful lubricant. It's FDA approved. It's safe. It's effective. Um, you could actually use it in a doctor's office. So I'd say make sure you go heavy on the lube and then just have fun and experiment. I love that. And it's vegan, right? Is that, did I have that right? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. That, that's important to many of us on this show happen to be vegan. So Tammy, is there a difference between what you'd kind of recommend as a single gal versus someone who's in a relationship? Well, I say if you're a single gal, definitely in the top drawer, you want to have the form two. Form two is our best selling vibrator. Um, it has a kind of a two ear prong head with separate uh, high-powered motors and each. And so it is just a game changer um, as far as vibrators are concerned. And it's also a great toy, not only just for single gals, but also for couples. Yeah. When, when some of the toys came, I'm not going to lie. Like my husband and I were looking at them and I was like, what? I was like, is this a cell phone? Can I make a phone call on this? Like we were like so perplexed <laughs> and confused, but like, I think that's part of the fun of it, right? Is just discovery. And it's great. I actually got a few texts. I got to tell you guys from my girlfriends over the weekend that literally were just like, Hey, just had to tell you my Jimmy Jane vibrator just came. Thank you so much. I heard you talking about it on the show the other day and I ordered one and it just came. So I love it. Yeah. Letting you guys know you had a lot of like happy friends in, in <laughs> at least my, my world, my circle. So Tammy, I'm curious, are there any things you kind of think people might be surprised to know about sex toys? Yeah, I think that I think people probably are surprised that vibrations and vibrators aren't just for women, but they're also for men and men also have pleasure from sensations. For example, um, using a wand. Wand isn't just for the private genital areas, but also can be used on the inner thighs and the nipples. And so it is a pleasure product for everyone. And so just like Marion said, you got to experiment, keep an open mind. I really love that. You know, it's funny. My husband and I have been married like a long time. And I, I feel like, you know, there's all the fire and all the passion when you first get together and then you just get more complacent. And I, I really do think that there's something to be said for introducing just something new into kind of the landscape of things to explore together and to have fun with and to not take yourself so seriously. So I really love that. And I'm, I'm wondering, Marion, like from a business perspective, do you find that most of your customers are men or women? Are they single? Are they couples? You know, I found it really interesting. We looked at the data that it's both. So we have a great mix of products. It's for both women and men. And there's truly something for everyone. I think the fact that we just design these high-tech, very inclusive quality products, they can be used by women and men. And we're finding that it appeals equally across both. My husband is such a tech geek. Can I just tell you, he's like, yeah. he's such a geek. And he was like, so enthused about like the little things. He was like, 
this is rechargeable. Do you know how much money we're going to save in batteries? I was like, I cannot <laughs> believe that's when, you know, you've been married too long. Like that's what he was excited about. I was like, totally. all right, Tammy, last question. Do you have any advice for people who are kind of prone to giggles when trying to broach the subject with their partner? Like it definitely is not every day that you just blurt out like, Hey honey, what do you think about like a C run for your birthday? <laughs> I was, I was thinking that or a new air fryer. What do you think? You know, like, how do you approach it? I would say just keep an open mind and don't take it too seriously and have fun with it. And just, you know, it's, it's an opportunity to develop a further relationship with your partner. The more you know about what pleases you and pleases them, just bond you even closer together. So I would just say, you know, it's okay to giggle about it. Actually, in my mind, it's just, you know, have fun with it and see where it goes. You know, I think about it as you have nothing to lose, right. To take a more open and inclusive mindset to exploring pleasure. And that's what Jimmy Jane's all about. So uh, we're super super excited about our, our brand. We're super excited about our products. And this is such an opportunity for us to be able to talk to you, to you and your audience today. So thank you for having hey, us. Absolutely. And amen. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head and it's just good advice for life, right? Like just don't take yourself so seriously. You know, there's, there's enough that is too serious in this world. If you can have fun and be lighthearted in the bedroom, especially, you know, either by yourself celebrating your own sexuality or with the one that you love, like, then what are you, what are we doing here? Right. So right. I really appreciate you guys bringing your beautiful products to the table. Table, sharing them with our audience. And um, and we hope you guys all go out and get them and really go explore the website. I found I will I will give this little <laughs> like ding for the for the blog. I really learned a lot by going through some of your blog posts on your website. I find there's a lot of education there in how to use the products and just different things on sexual wellness. So I would like I would like to suggest everybody go to jimmyjane.com and check out the blog section as well and then uh, make a couple purchases while you're there. So thank you, ladies. So much and um well, thank you thank yeah. you Jean. and we can't wait to keep exploring what's next with your company yeah absolutely we'd love to come back and talk more about our products so thank you for having us thanks jamie ever wish you were one of those upbeat positive people who embrace every day with a can-do mindset that motivates others and simply makes life more fun well, our friend and co-host is one of those high energy people, and she's here to share her secrets for finding more yay in every day. Your fully charged life is Megan's practical guide to bringing your best self to every moment, even when the pressures of daily life leave you feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, and wallowing in the negative thoughts, and maybe hiding in the pantry on a Zoom call with your hands shoved in a box of gluten-free crackers. Hashtag true story. <laughs> okay, Heidi here. <laughs> Spanning health, work, family time, and more, Megan's book reveals small changes in outlook and habits that yield big results without ever sacrificing who you are. Informed by the latest research in neuroscience, positive psychology, and inspiring examples of women and men who live fully charged every day, the book presents simple ways to cultivate gratitude and pass it along, make meaningful connections with the people around you, learn to say no so you can fill your days with things that matter to you most, recharge when you need it, and spread the positive charge to others to make the world a happier, healthier place. So get ready, because we're putting Megan in the hot seat today to hear the tips and tricks all firsthand. Now, let's give a big yay to <laughs> Megan. Are you ready, M.M.? Yeah, that's the longest I've ever been quiet. It felt really weird. <laughs> yeah, I was impressed. I was like, look at her hold her tongue. I'm like, I am seriously biting my tongue right now because it's hard for me to shut up. So... <laughs> 
And Jamie, you just crushed the edit of my bio. I'm like, I definitely just need a copy of that to forward to everyone. Well, good. Good thing you have it because you it's in our shared sound script. good, mama. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Megan. So I'm going to kick it off. This is Jamie here. So like, let's just start with this. Why write a book? Like, aren't you busy enough running a magazine? <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I, I'm plenty busy, but I just like, you know, it's just one of those things I felt very called to do. People come to me and say, how do I channel your positive energy? And I'm like, well, you know, I have a handbook for it. I mean, there's tips and tricks and strategies that I've learned using myself as a guinea pig over the past 25 years as a service journalist. And I just felt like it was my time. It was my moment to share that secret sauce and to help others. You know, I mean, that's what I've done as a magazine editor and I wanted to do it in a bigger way. Um, and I just felt called to do the book. So can you kind of give us a little hint is what does it mean to live that fully charged life? Like in a nutshell, I know it's going to be hard, but. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different aspects of what it means to live fully charged. And I think it looks different for everybody. This isn't like one formula for happiness. It's a toolkit for happiness. So everyone has to sort of use those tools and customize them for their own version of a happy life. Um, there are certain non-negotiables in happiness. So I, I love, I nerd out on the science. Like I love the field of positive psychology. I love Martin Seligman and his PERMA theory. I think a lot of things that people don't know, and I'll just be nerdy for a hot second, but that the field of positive psychology didn't even really take, take hold until the late 90s when Martin Seligman sort of looked at the field and said, we look at what's wrong with people but not what's right with people. And what if instead of looking how to fix problems, we looked at what makes people flourish, what makes people happy. And he identified key characteristics and he sort of kind of captured it with this acronym PERMA and the, the PERMA theory of wellness. And so what are these things that happy people have in common? First, they have positive emotions. The P is for positive emotions. They they look at the past, present and future with, with positivity. They have love, they have gratitude. They have some of these key character traits. The E is for engagement. They care about something, whether that's sports or their kids or something. There's there's engagement. They care about something. Um, the R is for relationships, and that's probably arguably one of the most important things in, in the recipe for happiness. And that's not just your friends, your spouse, your kids. It's the cashier. It's those so-called weak ties. How we deal with one person is how we deal with all people. And those relationships all matter and have the ability to recharge you and to help you operate at full battery. Then the M is for meaning. Like your life has to have some meaning or purpose. You have to feel like you're working towards something and it matters. What, what makes your life matter? And the A is not just for tape A, it's for accomplishment. What gives you a sense of accomplishment? And so that's sort of the big picture formula for happiness. Great. But like, how the F do I use that in my real life? And so like a lot of what the, what the fully charged life does is it, gives you actionable tips and tricks and strategies for applying that positive psychology to your everyday. And I think as the fitness director at Self Magazine and working with thousands and hundreds of thousands of women reach their goals with the self-challenge, their, their diet goals, their weight loss goals, their soul goals, I really started to understand how to put the science into practice and how to fun filter it and how to motivate people with news they can actually use versus, you know, what a PhD says. And I think that is sort of the secret sauce of the book is that, yes, it's all backed by science, but I'm going to make that science fun for you so that if just one of these trip ticks, ticks, trips or ticks, tips or tricks, <laughs> it's all a tease. But if just one of them works, tomorrow can be more awesome and you deserve that. Ladies, listen up. 
This is a public service announcement. This year has whipped our collective butts. And if there's one gift we could and should be giving ourselves, it's the gift of pleasure. Jimmy Jane is founded on the inclusive principle that everyone deserves to experience shame-free, sex-positive pleasure to empower your overall well-being. They believe that sexual wellness should be unapologetically fun, adventurous, and, well, insanely hot. Their line of sex toys is modern, premium, and forward-thinking, and we're all about it. Whether you're single or coupled up, there's something for everyone. From vegan massage oils to ergonomically designed vibrators to sexual wellness products to sensual massage oil candles, they have a fabulous Valentine's Day gift guide on their website, as well as well-priced Valentine's Day offers to give even the most timid shopper a reason to feel butterflies. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to jimmyjane.com for a discreet shopping experience. And pro tip, click through their blog posts for ideas on how to explore your adventurous side and learn some new techniques. Need another reason to shop? Use our code OFFTHEGRAM20 for 20% off at checkout site-wide. You're welcome. That's amazing. Mag's Heidi here. And it sounds like a really lofty goal for a person, right? To go from like Mm -hmm. maybe Debbie Downer to Megan B. Murphy. So can you walk us through the setup of the book? Like in the book, you do talk about your transformation from grumpy to sunshiny Megan that we know and love. And first of all, were you actually a rain cloud? And then how did you transform? Oh my goodness. Yeah. And people who know me now um, can't believe it. And people know who knew me then can't believe it because the change is that dramatic, but it was a very light, it was a long process. Um, And I legitimately use myself as a guinea pig. That works, that doesn't work. This helps, that doesn't help. Um, To get to this place as a 45 year old mother of three where I do kind of fart rainbows and it feels good. Um, But it was a journey. I think, sure. people, I think people look at, you know, a lot of people who are happy or successful and they just think, well, yeah, it's easy for you because you're just happy and successful. It's like, no, honey, like it's no, no, no. I work to get here. And I don't just mean success financial, right? I mean, success waking up every day and, and being able to just like feel gratified and complete. Um, so I, it's a process, right? So like, how did you, you've kind of made your mess, your message, right? So like, what, was, what was the adversity that kind of brought you to this point? So as a child, I was, my nickname was absolutely grumpy. I wore a necklace of grumpy the dwarf. Um, I wrote a play in fifth grade. We wrote the school play and we wrote our own character. My character was Neggy, the embodiment of negativity. That Stop was my it. character in the Stop school play. It. I'm not kidding. Oh my it's like impossible to believe that. It, I 100%. I was that kid that like, I have a soccer game. Well, I'm totally going to lose. We're going to go to Disney World. It's going to be hot. And there's going to be lines. Like, why are we even bothering? Wah, that's, wah. Who I, that's who I inherently am. Like my negativity bias is strong and it took hold. And I was a miserable kid. I was hyper emotional. And then my teen years, I had a raging eating disorder. I was, you know, hospitalized three times for anorexia. My best friend at the time and I um, were so-called tandem anorexics. We fueled each other's disorders. Um, You know, she and I would exercise for hours, take laxatives, you know, give each other all the tips and tricks. I wound up in the hospital and her parents were going to bring her to the hospital to be in the same eating disorder program. And unfortunately, tragically, she jumped out of the car and died. So at 16, I'm now hospitalized for my eating disorder. um, And now I've also have my friend's death on my conscience. I felt incredible guilt. um, And that was very hard to move through as a 16 year old. 
Words have always been my medicine and my therapy. I have a gift for writing. Thank you, God. Um, and I wrote about it. I wrote a very powerful essay that won me a $10,000 college scholarship. And I was on a, a, a special, an NBC special celebrating us. Trisha Yearwood performed and Bob Costas and, and Don Johnson were there. Um, and I was celebrated for having overcoming adversary and having written this essay. I got a lot of national attention which, you know, I made my mess, my message that landed me at YM magazine. They wanted to write my story. And I said, that's cool, but I'm going to write it myself. And I'm also your new intern. I start Monday. How you doing? Um, because I came, became so fearless, unthinkable things had happened to me. And because of that adversity, I became quite fearless. Um, so my journalism career began to launch. I was working at YM magazine, doing my acting degree at teen people. Um, you know, I wound up with a stint on MTV doing commercials and, and all of that kind of work. I wound up um, being one of the founding editors of Teen People, which was pretty cool. Um, and then I want to be Cosmo. And during this time, I'm going through therapy. I'm doing the work. I'm healing my eating disorder. I'm learning to use food as fuel and to, you know, to treat exercise as medicine, not punishment. And I'm moving through all of that, but I'm still not a happy person. I'm hyper emotional. I'm not dealing with the world. Like, I'm still grumpy, Right. And then at Cosmo, I was assigned a story called The Seven Secrets of Happiness. Go research, write The Seven Secrets of Happiness. That's the cover line we want. We think this is the story. So that's kind of how it works in magazines. So I get assigned the story. I'm rolling my fucking eyes. I'm like, Seven Secrets of Happiness, suck it. But I start researching. I start doing my homework, talking to positive psychologists, doing the research. And in doing the research, I was like, ooh, there's something to this. You can't be happy unless you do happy. And there are actual action steps that we can all take to inch toward, toward happiness. And P.S., we all deserve happiness. And maybe it would feel good to live that way. It's the same thing like before you start an exercise habit and you've never had a runner's high or understand how those endorphins feel. If you never tasted happiness and you've always been angsty, you don't quite know how magic that can be. I started to dabble with the idea of happiness and I started to become fascinated by the research. That story was a real turning point for me because it wasn't an aha turn. I wasn't like, I didn't wake up, you know, you know, a rainbow unicorn, but I started to understand that there was a possibility that I could live differently. And I started to sort of internalize some of that. And then when I moved on to self magazine and I was coaching these women to be their best selves, um, I, it like lit a fire. I really enjoyed that process. I loved helping motivate people. I loved helping people feel better about themselves. And that nine-year stint was just a really transformational for me. I began to, to create my own happiness. And in that same moment, you know, I wound up getting engaged and getting married and having my three kids. And, and it was because I was starting to do the work. Like I was ready for those things. No more shit relationships, no more toxic friendships. I was ready for the good because I was creating it in my own life. Um, yeah, like, so that's kind of how it worked for me. Is that where the evolution of the yay list started and like finding the yay? And actually, what does that mean? Tell our, our listeners. So that was a little bit different. So it, it's no, it, I always think it's it's not ironic that my career stage merit, Matt, Matt, like mirrors my life stage. So I've now had the kids and had the husband. That's when I went on to good housekeeping um, and became a home hacker because suddenly I had a yard and I wanted to solve those problems. So I've always used whatever I'm doing to solve my own problems and then assume someone else was probably having the problems too. So I should probably overshare. So I'm, I'm doing pretty great at good housekeeping. I'm in that like 
you know, nesting, home hack, raising a family mode. And then shit happened. My dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and was gone in five months. And my dad was my guy. Like he was my biggest cheerleader. He's the only reason I'm anything because he told me everything was always possible and literally collaged every article I ever wrote in the basement and, you know, would high five anything I did. Like he was just such a cheerleader. Um, And his death rocked my world. At that point, I had three small, like Charlie was five, James was three and Brooks was, you know, 18 months old. And I couldn't crawl under the covers and I couldn't do all of those things. I needed to pick up the pieces. And one of the ways I learned how to move through grief was something I wound up calling Operation Good Grief. And it was simply an exercise every day to look for one thing that didn't suck. Um, And it really, at that moment, was one thing that didn't suck. It wasn't like, what's great today? It was like, what fucking doesn't suck? And can I document it? And I would. I would take a picture of whatever the thing was I was going to focus on that day. And I would share it with the hashtag Operation Good Grief on my social media. Um, And it was pretty cool because I wound up creating a community of people who are going through similar hard times and similar things. Um, And I had grief mentors. I could could see people who had come out the other side um, and helped coach me through it. Uh, And their support kind of meant everything. And I kept that practice up for two years. And some days it was like, foam on a latte. Sometimes it was a great workout tank. Some days it was like flowers that bloomed at the end of my walk, but it was always something. And I really worked hard. Yeah. So I'm wondering, so I, you know, what I'm hearing, obviously there's like a pattern of grief and loss and that is present in many people's, most people have some history of that. And I think that after something like that happens, um, we can almost feel not worthy of being happy. Like we don't deserve it or like it's wrong. Like we don't, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be allowed to be happy in, in the face of this. So can you talk about that? I think a lot of people play like the hardship Olympics. Like I have it the worst. I have it the worst. I have it the worst. I have the worst. It's the same. Like where people like, I don't sleep. I only need three hours. All that is bullshit, right? It's okay to be happy. It's okay to be joyful. And just because you find a moment of levity or a moment of joy, doesn't mean you're some naive Pollyanna who doesn't see what sucks. One of the things I love to say to people is I don't look at the bright side. I look at all the sides, You can't look at the bright side until you also look at all the other sides. I absolutely recognize what sucks in life. I just don't get stuck there, right? Like that's the key. Speaking of Pollyanna, can you talk to us a little bit about the difference between positivity and toxic positivity? Sure. So toxic positivity is that person who legitimately only sees the bright side, right? They're just so laser focused on the the rainbows you know everything is fine everything is fine everything is great everything's fine everything's fine well no it's not but everything can be fine and it it will be fine but let's acknowledge what isn't right you can't do the work until you also know what sucks um i watch the news i mean i limit my consumption of negativity but i know i know what's hard i acknowledge what's hard in my own life i don't sugarcoat anything um and you can't right like the the key to not being toxically positive is just acknowledging the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, but then moving onward. Well, let's just bring up the fact that you just got over COVID. And I really watched you walk through COVID with such grace. And I was so impressed, Megan, because one of the things I love about you is that you are vulnerable. Like if you're having a tough day, I mean, the four of us are a girl gang here. You know, we work on the show together day in and day out. And we're not afraid to let our guard down and and admit when things are hard. But at the same time, I watched you walk through COVID like 
you took it on like a project. You're like, I'm going to do my very best to get me and my family through this. I'm going to go out and throw lacrosse balls against the garage because my doctor said to, you know, do respiratory exercises. And I know that's my jam. It's going to also like give me some fresh air and all the things you didn't wallow. And because of it, I watched you and you know that we had this conversation early on. You were just like devastated as anybody would be. And I said, Megan, the fact that this is happening to you as you were launching your book is not an accident. No. Can you just like, can we talk about this for a minute? Because it's, it's so just so tied weird. in. I Like, so this is what's so weird about my life. There's often like these, these crap moments. And like, I, like the adversity is always a gift to me and I have to unwrap it and learning how to unwrap it and put the fully charged toolkit into play is the magic. Like just when I needed to be reminded how well this book works, I got COVID and I had to baby step myself out of it. I mean, it wasn't just me who got COVID. It was my husband, my three kids, my 70 year old mom, three weeks before I'm about to launch a book. Oh, and PS, I do still have to run a magazine uh, and all the things. And, and I'm record scared. the audio book for yes. your boss. And, and, and they were going to cancel my audio book because they were going to hire a narrator and I'm devastated. And you guys, I was so scared. I'm asthmatic. I have been in the hospital for pneumonia. Like I wasn't really sure how I was going to handle this. And Raul, who are a producer who's on this, I, I like, I think I've told you girls this, but you were my, my COVID mantra mentor because our producer had gone through COVID. And I hope you don't mind me sharing that Raul, but the whole time I'm like, okay, Raul did hard things. <laughs> I can do hard things too. Raul, 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 Raul. And I, I really replayed that in my head because I just needed sort of a COVID mentor in that situation. I call it, you know, the same way you might need a grief coach or something. You've seen someone come out the other side or a reminder that you do hard things and you can do hard things. But I, I attacked COVID the way I attack any hardship. Um, and the first moment is allowing yourself to process it with grace. And that means this sucks. I'm scared. You know what? This actually really, really, really sucks. And I'm terrified. And allowing yourself to absolutely have that moment in any hard situation. And then understand that when you find the purpose in anything, you can move forward. And so for me, I actively decided to reframe COVID. I can reframe anything, frankly. <laughs> but I reframed it as, okay, not why me? Why not me? Why not me? There's a reason I got this. Why not me? Okay, I've now changed my approach to this and my attitude about this. Now I can have the tools to move forward. Maybe my mission here is to help destigmatize it. If I feel embarrassed or shame filled that suddenly my whole family has COVID, maybe other people feel that way too. I'm going to come forward and maybe my mission and my purpose is to help destigmatize it. And guess what? There's crap information out there about COVID. So maybe the other part of my purpose is to make sure I can give people the resources and do another off the gram show on COVID recovery. And now I have purpose. Which and PS coming up in a couple of weeks, everybody. Weeks. And PS, like, I really want to get well to narrate my book so that no one else has to do it for me. Okay, so I have a signed purpose. It, it's simple. It's the toolkits. And I know the health charge. I know that I need to start taking my vitamins. Well, every time I take my vitamins, I'm inching toward wellness. I'm doing positively. And therefore, I can be happier. Um, so I'm throwing those lacrosse balls. I'm taking my vitamins. I'm doing all the things. And then I'm inching forward. And then sil like sim simple tricks from the extra charge of my book. My friend went to Trader Joe's and FaceTimed flower shop for me. And I filled my house with flowers. And guess what? All the Harvard researchers are right. 
that eases stress and anxiety and, and made me happy. Wow. You mentioned wow. on one of your social um, shares, I remember you saying that you were heartbroken because you felt like you had this like black stain on your family. Your kids were devastated. They said, no one's going to take Valentine's hearts from us because we have COVID. And you turn that um, into a positive too. And, and all the haters and all the people who have negative things to say, how do you, how do you spin that? And what do you say to the haters? I, so one of the things I talk about in the book is, is what I call living with your cab light on. And Brene Brown probably calls it being vulnerable. I think in life, the more you can be open and honest about what you're going through, the more you attract what you need to heal or the more you attract what you need to get strong. And for me, being that vulnerable and sharing all that ugliness, um, how endless people come forward, you know, hundreds of DMs of people saying, oh my gosh, I had COVID. I didn't tell anybody. We kept it a secret. It was so amazing that you came forward. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm screenshotting your vitamin regimen and I'm, I'm, oh my gosh, I'm going to sleep on my side and not my back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that's like, that helps me. Those little lightning bolts of reinforcement help me move forward and help me heal. It was, you know, like that's the thing, the R and the perma theory, the relationships too. Those little high fives are like lightning bolts of happiness that help me re-energize and refuel. And so that was magical. Like oversharing being so vulnerable, like granted, like it's hard for me to watch. I don't want to hear myself cry talking, but like it helped people. And, and that gives me purpose, passion, relationships, engagement. It gives me all the perma. Mm. Wait, I think you started to talk about the A-list, but we never really got to what the A-list oh. was, right? Oh, so sorry. So the A-list was born from Operation Good Grief. Oh. After two years of documenting the A, what, what became the A, things that didn't suck, two years deep, I'm like, you know what? Like I've moved through the grief. I will grief. I will always have this gaping hole in my heart and I will always miss my dad. But guess what? Things don't suck. And you know what I'm really doing? I'm finding the yay in every day. That's what I'm doing. And so then I started calling it the yay list and I just flipped it because I will always prioritize positivity. I will always fun filter everything. And that made it fun for me. And what it really is, is a gratitude practice, right? But keeping a gratitude journal is like homeworky to me. Asking my kids what made you say yay today is just fun. So if you can fun filter the service and the science and make it action oriented that anybody can digest, that's how it really works. That's how it works for us. Can we talk about your kids for a second? Do they think it's as cool as we do? Or are they like, all right, mom, with your yay, like, how does that go over? So in front of me and in front of their friends, they roll their eyes and like mom's lame. But when I'm not looking, I've, I know that I've become the ultimate mom mirror. Charlie made a checklist of like... Like, and they were all like fully charged things. Like I feel better when I move my body, check. I feel better when I calm my mind and, you know, do the meditation with, um, she does like the um, Peloton meditation on the TV. Can you remind everybody how old Charlie is? Charlie's 10. It's kind of amazing. Now I'm not cool. She doesn't tell me I'm cool. She rolls her eyes at me and she's a total tween. But when I'm not looking, she is mirroring all of these behaviors and very, very much using these tools and strategies. She might not be calling it, you know, what it is, what it is, but she's doing those things. She'll say to me, mom, I feel better when I know I need to go to like She'll go to sleep on her own. I don't even have to put her into bed because she's like, you know what? I feel better when I get eight hours that will make tomorrow easier. So like, I talk this way and, and my kids are interpreting this for themselves. And, and 
it's even sticking with my husband. Like it cracked me up because, you know, a couple of weeks ago we were cleaning projectile vomit up off the bathroom walls. And he was like, well, the bathroom needed a deep clean anyway. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my goodness, you're turning into me. You just reframed something really gross and icky to the positive. Yay. Like it does rub off. Energy is contagious. That's the thing. So when you live in a household in quarantine under close quarters, we're, we're doing a lot of rubbing off on each other. Yeah, totally. We, um, there's a phrase in like recovery circles that is, uh, people say, you know, you may be the only version of the big book that somebody sees today. And what that means is they might not ever come into like the rooms of recovery, but if you are a shining example and if you have what they want, they might just ask you how to get it. And I think you are a shining example of that. When does your audio book come out the same time as everything comes out on the 23rd? Why did that almost choke me up? I love you guys. (laughs) I'm so grateful for this little squad. Um, oh, that choked me up. Aww. Why am I getting choked up? <laughs> oh, because we love you, Megan. This is really Aww. special. What is what an unbelievable <clears throat> time when when Megan told us that she was sick and we we realized that it was in line with the release of her book. I think we all knew that like everything just up the ante. Yeah. Like this just took her charge up to an entirely new level of inspiring people. And we're so proud of you. Megan, don't ruin your gorgeous makeup. I know. I'm like, I have eyelashes on. Why am I crying? Because you know what? Like a week ago, I didn't think any of this was going to be possible. So it's just so weird. And watching you go through, watching you read that, I saw one of your stories when you were reading that, um, that part about your dad it choked yeah. you up. Oh my gosh. That well, was... reading your own words is surreal. Like I would think like reading, doing my audiobook like just 15 days out of COVID feeling so weak and like not knowing if I was going to be able to do it. I, I actually recorded it in two days instead of three. Cause I was so pumped and like, so grateful to be there that I just was like, no breaks, no breaks. I got this more tea. I got this. And you had lollipops too, right? Oh my God. I had these like throat lollipops and like hot tea with ginger. And I was like, nope, nope. I got it. I got it. Go again. I'll redo that. Like I was just, I really, cause at the beginning, I mean, when you guys, when I, when I called you, texted you crying, I'm like, I think it's all going to impl- like, I not some, a narrator is going to read my book. How am I going to do you know, the Today Show, how is this going to like, I mean, I've been working on this for 20 years. So well, let like, me tell you something like this is a, the law of attraction, right? Yeah. If you were the old Megan who was like, oh, we're probably going to lose a soccer game or going to Disney, it's going to be hot. <laughs> you would have immediately been like, well, this is a wash. You know, exactly. it, it's all in how you go into it. And the reason it came out like this is because you are who you are. And we're so proud of you. Mm-hmm. And this was so fun. <laughs> Everybody buy Megan's book. It's so amazing. <laughs> Um, well, this is incredible. Megs, we are going to wrap this up with the, the obviously the lightning round, uh, which is our favorite part to do with each other because we know exactly what the other person's going <laughs> to say already. It's kind of like the, the world's <laughs> biggest like giveaway. But all right, ready? Yes. Morning or evening workout? Morning. Obviously, because I work with you. Chelsea Balladino. Okay. Um, what did I just forget? Oh, what is your favorite workout? <laughs> Well, like, honestly, SLT is like a body changer for me. Um, I can't wait to be able to run again. I'm spinning a little sidelined by COVID. I'm not working out right now, which is makes me very crabby. I was going <laughs> to ask you that. I know this is supposed to be a lightning round, but quick question. How are you, how are you recovering from that? I'm just curious, like from the fitness point of view and your lungs um, and everything. I'm not a hundred percent. So I haven't done any cardio, which is surreal. Yeah, surreal, but I'm glad to hear that you're giving your body a break. Because- oh, yeah. 
Like, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. this is life. And, you know, by the way, your running shoes will be there in, mm. in two exactly. months. Exactly. And good. so will the snow. So it's okay. <laughs> Amen. Um, and then thing number three, coffee, tea, or matcha. Well, this is so weird because I'm the ultimate coffee girl, but COVID changed my taste buds right now. And I can't drink coffee and it makes me feel like I'm going to explode, which is just weird. Um, but normally coffee, coffee, coffee. I don't understand matcha. It just seems like green dirt to me. So I don't get it. I want to get it. And someday maybe you guys will get me that matcha chacha latcha <laughs> that you always talk about yeah, and it'll change my world. It's going it to change, change your life. Your life. We'll, we'll show you how to do it. We'll show you how to do it. All right, Heidi. All right, girls, you're going to help me since it's Megan's show. We can't have her say. We'll help you. Our Ready, last Christine? segment is called Karma Call. Oh my God, that was so nice. I loved it. I loved it. The love and the energy was there for our ultimate karma call girl, Megs. So listen, Megs, you know by now that the Sanskrit word for action is karma. So what is your actionable item for all of our listeners to find the yay in their day and live their fully charged life? Gotcha. I think one little takeaway would be, you know, prioritize fun and look for something to celebrate today. Um, Whether it's National Chocolate Mint Day your mother's birthday, um, National S'mores Day. Like there has to be something you allow yourself to get excited about. Turn Taco Tuesday into a holiday, something, but find a reason to celebrate every day. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you, Megan Murphy. Everybody go out and buy your fully charged life. It is available everywhere you can buy books and off the gram is available everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our show and don't forget to follow us on the gram at off the gram podcast. We'll see you next time. Yay. Yay.